and welcome to the Shorewell Christmas Gala! Yay! Oh, tally ho, tally ho. Uh, oh! <laughs> so, I'm gonna tell you a little bit about Christmas first, because <laughs> in the Harry Potter series, Christmas is real. So, we put into it that Christ is real, Christianity is real. I. Headmistress Rowan thought about this quite a bit. Okay. And I've come up with some uh, some explanation, some lore, if you will. I'm so um, sorry. I was when you said this was going to be a lore dump. I was so worried for a second. You're going to be like, you see, it all started with the birth of a man named Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> it all started when Mary went to Joseph and said, "Guess what? <laughs> Guess what? It. Guess what, Joseph? I'm pregnant." <laughs> <laughs> um what's the, no that, there's that so, tweet it's like you told joseph i was what an angel gabriel try to keep up <laughs> <laughs> um no so i um here are some so this is something that um eloise you would know in full hebos you would probably know parts of it and Cody, you don't know any of this. So I'm going to I'm going to say it as me, so that you as the players know and have a context for what is going on and what is about to happen. But just know your characters have different levels of knowledge about this thing. So, as it turns out, Jesus Christ was so- actually a bit of a practical joke played nearly 2,000 years ago when alchemist Nicholas Flamel was newly immortalized. What? what? Um, Jesus so was a prank. Jesus was a prank. Um, it's a prank, that bro. Sort of accidentally turned into a cultural phenomenon in the form of Christianity in the non-magical world. In the form of one of the world's largest so, religions. The, that's one way to put it. One way to put it. Uh, yeah. Yes. Um, so the magical world, which at this point was pretty small and scattered, um, they thought like, oh, this is a very exciting prank, and they decided to play along. So um, many Christian traditions became traditions in the magical community as well, at least in the parts of the world where Christianity flourished. Um, so especially in Europe, Um, magicians celebrate Christmas similarly to the non-magical world with some added like pagan traditions celebrating the seasonal changes, the solstice and the, the um, placement of the planes within the cosmos. Godless Um, bastards, all of them. (laughs) There is also an added tradition for magicians, which involves a sort of, April Fools-esque pranking element in <gasps> remembrance of the ultimate goof pulled by Flamel all those centuries ago. <laughs> ultimate goof. <laughs> ultimate yes. goof. I wonder what the wizards thought um, about the Crusades. <laughs> well, it's funny that you say that. Because <laughs> because nowadays, 
In our more progressive magical world, modern magicians try to veer away from the pranking element, um, wanting to instead focus on the roots of their magical traditions and acknowledge the centuries of oppression, imperialism, racism, etc. that came about in large part due to the Christian church. That's why the magic world is so anti-prank, because it's like, look, the last time we did a prank... We created like a thing that defines like one third of the world's culture. Oh my so god, we gotta, that's like that's why Fred and George were so like they were such polarizing figures when they were mm-hmm. at Hogwarts. What if they yeah. do another Jesus, huh? What are we gonna <laughs> like, do then? Yes, like yes, it's it's all fun and games. Um, until, until you create Jesus a messiah. <laughs> it's all fun and games until Jesus. That's is also born. the message of Dune. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shout out to the Out in theaters people. now. Sponsors today episodes. <laughs> Dude is sponsoring us today. <laughs> I got off the phone with Denis Villeneuve and yeah. he's like, he's such a fan of the show. So, um, something important to keep in mind is that traditionalist magic users still like to make light of the silly muggles and their need to take these spiritual things so seriously. So they think that the oh younger God. generations are kind of just spoil sports. So, uh-huh. Eloise, you know very well that the Shorewells advertise that they no longer participate in the pranking, but privately they do allow Galagas to do as they please in order to sort of like please all types. Um, because that is ultimately their goal is like, yeah. um, is, is to appear like this progressive um working with muggles like uh very accepting and tolerant but also to win the favor and generosity um whether it's socially or monetarily of those who are older and more established and perhaps more racist yeah they're like the family from get out (laughs) (laughs) and eloise eloise is the daughter she's a fucking don't remember her first name williams what's her first name don't remember she played peter pan anyway (laughs) she was in girls doesn't matter so we see eloise eating fruit loops and milk cereal peter pan (laughs) off to neverland (laughs) so (laughs) you all have received um a map of the shorewell estate which we will also attach to the description in this episode so that you all can look if you would like um the gala is held mainly in the is it foyer or foyer please help me with this i say foyer Foyer. as an american person but they would say foyer as uptight british people so when i'm in character i will say foyer but as an american i will say foyer um i don't have to worry about it then (laughs) <laughs> it's held mainly in the um the foyer the living room and the dining room sort of cocktail style um nobody is allowed upstairs during the party even eloise is discouraged from going upstairs unless it is to just like quickly retrieve something or make sure parfait is behaving because parfait does stay upstairs yeah um children may go to the hobby room or out on the veranda if they are feeling rather rambunctious Um, But no sneaking off into the gardens. Um, (laughs) And for for this, um, because they did invite 
the Callaways and the Remingtons. And um, so basically, whoever they um, invite that are like from out of town, they, they set up in a nice hotel nearby. So the Shorewells have set up the Callaways and the Remingtons in a nice hotel nearby. Um, so you won't be staying at the manor, um, but you will be um, nearby. Fucking like bullshit. Within, I within thought we were going to have a slumber party. Sure. <laughs> um, so the Christmas gala is actually a full weekend extravaganza. It starts on Friday night on December 19th, 2025. And it goes all the way through Sunday lunchtime, December 21st. Um, the, main, the main event, of course, is Saturday night, the longest night of the year, which leads us into the winter solstice. The Shorewells plan the gala for this time of year so that Christmas morn may still be spent with your families. Um, and if we, not we, if the Shorewells have invited you as guests from out of town or country, rest assured you are welcome to stay until we have rung in the new year together. Your hotels are already taken care of. Um, Bro, this shit finna be lit seventh year. <laughs> and the Shorewells do hope that you will attend the events as listed in the itinerary that you all received. And um, they look forward to seeing you soon. So this is all um, information that you got when you RSVP'd. Um, your families all know about it. Hebos, your father did come. Um, and Cody, your Aunt Maggie, and your father Richard are also there. Mm-hmm. Bruh. And Eloise, of course, as the hostess, um, you are responsible, really, um, for your friends. Um, yeah. And I, I think that that's, that is where I would like to start. Oh, is, no. <laughs> I would like to start at the Shorewell Manor on Friday, the day... So at 5 p.m. you will be welcoming guests. So it is Friday, um, the morning of, um, and there is a hustle and bustle about, um, and your father and mother have called you into, um, the I'll called you out onto the veranda where they are having breakfast. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, and it's just me, right? Like Heb and Cody are somewhere else, or did I, they yeah, call Par- all three? Parfait of us? is with you right now, okay, but great. yes, it's just it's just you. Um. Right now, Cody and Hebos are in their uh respective hotel rooms. Okay, perfect. Um. Cool. Getting so. <laughs> I imagine that I'm in my day clothes. It's well before the time before I would start getting ready um, with my first party dress and stuff like that. Um, so I'm probably in like maybe a sweatshirt from my or or not as like a like a half zip, something nicer from my cotillion group, uh, and a nice pair of jeans um, and like <laughs> like some Air Force Ones or something like that and. Uh, I'll walk out and uh, greet my parents and say good morning, mother and father. Yeah. 
Um, so you walk out in your very muggle outfit. Yeah. And um, your father looks at you. And if you want, you can give me an insight check. Mm -hmm. A 14. 13? 14. 14. Mm -hmm. Uh, With a 14, um, he is giving you a vague look of, like, not disgust, because that would be too harsh, but just kind of, like, like a you should know better than this. Mm-hmm. Like distaste. <laughs> like you should you should know better than this today of all days, you know? Mm-hmm. Um and your mother smiles at you and says, Good morning, dear. Would you join us out here for breakfast? Uh yes, of course. Um I'm assuming they've probably put some sort of charm over the area so it's not cold, like to keep the weather sort of more temperate where they are. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so I'll go and I'll take my seat at the table and um, wait to be served <laughs> breakfast. Yeah. What is your your maid's name? Isn't it Matilda? Your... No. It, it is Matilda? Okay. Well, she's your gardener. Yeah. So what what is your what is your maid's name? I'm going to let you come up with this one. Ooh. Um... I'm gonna say. Tell me about your, your like general like um, um, ooh, general like house like she like takes care of the cleaning and things, but also like will bring things from the kitchen to you, all of that stuff. I'm gonna say, if you'll allow me, that her name yeah. is um, Beatrice, and she's like in her late late 30s maybe early 40s and um she is also part of the wizarding community but like she was never able to get a job like her magic wasn't strong enough to get a job somewhere with like the ministry or doing anything like that so she resigned herself to doing this career with this family because she knew it would be a stable income and it would pay well but correct me if i'm wrong i would imagine in the wizarding community it's pretty like you're considered to be of the lower echelon if you're using your magic to take care of other people and you're not like, you know, like a Madame Pomfrey type working in the medical career. Yeah, yeah. If you're if you're in a caretaking industry that is not healing, mm-hmm. um, then it is absolutely still looked down upon, even in this more progressive society and especially amongst uh, the sort of crowd that you grew up in Mm -hmm. i kind of like to imagine i don't know if you've seen i like to imagine i literally just came up with all of this when you (laughs) allowed me to pick her name a minute ago but i don't know if you've seen bridgerton but you know the relationship that the main i don't know her name the main girl has with her handmaid yeah that's kind of how i um that's how i imagine the relationship that eloise has with uh beatrice but I don't think that's how her parents are with Beatrice. It's Daphne. I was close. Daphne. That's what it is. That's right. 
I remember thinking this name does not seem historically accurate, but maybe it is. Cool. Great. So Beatrice um, serves you. It is um, sort of a morning breakfast charcuterie. Um, charcuterie. You have your your bread and cheese, um, pastry, all a large assortment of fruit um, that are like not even in season. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you begin to pick out whatever you want, pour your tea, what coffee, whatever you well, no, you wouldn't be allowed to drink coffee. You're eleven. Um, <laughs> pour your your tea, whatever, um, your orange juice. Um, your father puts down the daily prophet um and looks at you and says <clears throat> as you know Eloise, um we do expect that your friends will be taken care of We have raised you to be a gracious hostess and um, would expect nothing less of you. Um, We know that you will not disappoint us. Um, About your performance on Saturday, um, do you feel prepared? How is your hippogriff? Uh, Yeah, of of course. Um, I mean, I'll probably go check on truffles today if that's all right with you, just to make sure you know, that he's in peak shape for for his performance, too. Because, I mean, it's just as much him as it is me. But, um, yes, yes, I will be ready, for sure. All right. Um, as long as you stay out of everybody's way today, um, we will be bustling about trying to get the house ready. The most important thing for you to remember, other than getting truffles, is it, ready, um is to get yourself ready. So mm, as adorable as it is for you to um, be wearing such a um, mm, casual outfit for breakfast, uh, we would prefer that you put something a little bit more fitting on for tonight. I I assume that Beatrice, (coughs) Beatrice, she comes over, she's like, oh, yes, yes, sir. Um, it's like, Beatrice, you've picked out Eloise's wardrobe for tonight, her dress robes, I presume. And she looks nervously around and you can tell that she's like, shit, I don't know if I have. She's like, um, she like looks at you for a second and then looks back. Uh, Bia was just waiting, uh, to meet with me to finalize the color that I wanted for my robes, so... We were planning on doing that right after breakfast, weren't we, Bia? Ah, uh, yes, yes. I'm um, apologies, um, Mrs. Shorewell. Um, yes, I will be working with her today to make sure that she gets everything spick and span. <laughs> um, so no worries on that part. I've, I've got it. And he's kind of like, <sighs> all right. As long as it's just one less thing for your mother and I to have to worry about tonight. This is a big event, and there's a lot of pressure. Riding on us to make it, um, especially, mm, regal this, this year. Um, as you know, Headmistress Granger, uh, will be attending. <gasps> um, along with the, 
uh, current Minister of Magic. Um, Aw, shit. And we must put our best foot forward. What? So, best behavior, Eloise, and uh, run along, check on your hippogriff, and I look forward to seeing your performance tomorrow. And he sort of um, puts his reading glasses back on and ruffles the the daily profit and looks back over the i don't know business section yeah um uh yeah as eloise stands to leave she's gonna say of course i will i will put my best foot forward and uh in truffles case he will put his best his best hoof forward (laughs) right Uh, your your mom who has not spoken this whole time goes And then, like, stops very suddenly and looks at um, your father and notices that he's not laughing and is just like, Very good, Louise. I'll see you later tonight. Yes, of course, mommy. Damn, she's not even comfortable with laughing. My mom's such a sad little freak. Okay. Um, I'm kicking this dude's ass uh, at some point in this campaign. I'm just putting it out there. Rowan, that was a fantastic voice. I got, got, like, mad Psylocke vibes from that. (laughs) Oh, I know. I love Lucian's voice. I think it's, and I love the face you make when you do it too. It's so good. I can totally see him. That's why. That's why I did that inter- the joke about the best hoof forward because I can totally imagine her saying that and Lucian not even looking up from his paper. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so like imperious. Yes, purple yeah. word, Andrew. Good job. Okay, cool. So she's gonna she's gonna go out to the stables to check on truffles. Um, as you go to check on truffles and go about your day getting ready with Bia, um, we are going to cut over to the hotel down the road where Hebos and Cody are both staying. Um, Hebos, you are on the ground floor in a suite that would accommodate you. Um, Cody, you are on the second floor. Um... In just a like normal. Uh, yeah. You said Peb isn't normal. Sorry. Oh, wow. I'm so sorry. Damn. Wow. I'm sorry. Wow. Wow. All this, is, all this talking being inclusive. Listen. Wow. Sometimes. Protest too wow. Much. Sometimes I make mistakes. We know wow. this. Wow. Wow. No, you're kidding. In Rowan's wow. defense, I am currently living in a dorm wow. like my, if I lay in it just straight out my feet hang over the edge so i know what she's talking about wow <laughs> wow beans yeah um hebos is gonna look at his father and he's just gonna say do we really have to go to this thing your father looks at you confused and was like i thought you were excited about this well, I'm not quite sure, to be honest. I thought I was, but I, I don't know. It's, it's a bit much. Uh, well, um... Uh, you know, you know what? Forget it. it. It's fine. Uh, do you happen to remember where Cody's staying? There's a knock on the door. 
And it, He's like the Beetlejuice. The door opens and it's like uh, there's like the laugh track plays. And it's like a sitcom. <laughs> Cody's just standing. Can there. I just start having Cody enter? Ra- yeah. If I could, can I just start have Cody entering random scenes like Kramer? <laughs> Slides in. <laughs> no, but there's a knock on. The yeah. Door. So you at this at this point you do hear a knock on the door. Uh, yeah. Well, How I reckon that's probably probably him. <laughs> Okay, so when you yeah. open the door, you see Cody. He's enjoying. This is a much nicer hotel than what he's used to staying in. So he has the full on like Hugh Hefner robe on, and he has um, a towel tied around his head, <laughs> like that for his hair. <laughs> he has like no oh, hair. Yeah, he, That's like, so real. funny. <laughs> and he, his hair is so short. And he's like really like playing up the luxury of it. So so he goes, Ah, good evening, Mister Remington. Oh, Hebos is definitely wearing like the classic, like faded Vans black jeans and a black hoodie combo. <laughs> Jesus! Uh, oh my God! He's gonna just kind of like quirk an eyebrow and he's gonna say, "Um, hey, Cody, what, what's going on?" I just wanted to come by because I'm about to start getting ready for tonight to see what you were planning on wearing, you know, so we can maybe not coordinate, but you know, no, we're not gonna show up wearing the same thing you know maybe um compliment each other not contrast you know that's funny i think um uh <laughs> aaron remington the uh, hubbis's father uh looks down at you and is like we we just had breakfast um are you really already getting ready for tonight i uh should i should i and he like i didn't know it was breakfast and he starts he starts like um like going through like his um like his closet to like find his dress robes which are like a little bit worn oh, like, there's no there's no need time. there's no need papa remington uh you see <laughs> I just have a sort of a routine, you know, I got to go through when I get ready. It, it, I, I have to start early, you know. This is, I just got done with one of three showers I'm taking today. <laughs> Heb is going to like. He's like. <laughs> go ahead. Uh, Heb heard the word breakfast and he kind of like looks down and he's like, do you think they're still serving food? I, I'm actually quite hungry. Can this place please have like one of those waffle machines that makes a waffle that's like the shape of like the UK or whatever? Papa <laughs> Is that real? <laughs> yeah. It's a continental breakfast. I mean, uh, yeah, this place definitely has a continental breakfast. To back it up, in Texas, um, I, like but... every hotel in Texas has like a waffle machine that makes a waffle in the shape of Texas. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. That's real. I didn't know that. That's the most Texas thing I've ever heard. I've only ever seen Mickey waffles. <laughs> Wow. I think um, Aaron looks at you and is like, I tried to wake you up earlier so that you could go and get breakfast. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if they'll have anything left, but you're welcome to try if you want to go along with Cody. Hep is going to gonna roll his eyes at Cody and kind of like smile at him. He's going to say, all right, then I'm off. I'll be back later. And Hebos is definitely the kind of guy to carry around a gallon water jug 24-7. <laughs> So he's gonna he's gonna take that gallon of water jug with him. Just as well. like, uh, one second. Oh yeah, just like the uh, biggest, loudest hydro flask you've ever heard. 
my There's so God. many ice cubes. And it's There's so many ice cubes. It's like it's it's Hagrid size. Like it's it's, it's Hebo size. Like it is. It's like the huge. size of those fucking barrels they stick bodies in in Breaking Bad. Like it's. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh my he god. He around a Donkey Kong barrel full of ice water. <laughs> <laughs> he, has a, he has a Donkey Kong barrel strapped to his back and he's just like sucking out of a straw. They're like, what's in that, man? And I'm man, like, we fucking water. love Dunk on Hell. That's a merch idea. Write that down. Um, On on our way, on your way out, uh, why don't you roll me an insight check on your... Uh, do, do you want me to roll, Rowan? Or just have... Not you, okay. no. Uh, just have us. I got an eleven. Not you. Not me. Not Hermione. You. Not Hermione. <laughs> you. That's a that's a I fat eleven. Lobbing up, serving up a quick eleven from downtown. Uh, was an eleven? No, not from downtown. <laughs> from downtown? It's from midtown. Um, yeah. <laughs> in the area. Um, <laughs> you. Uh. You can tell that, like, your your dad keeps, like, running his hand through his, like, balding, like, very thin hair um, as he's looking at his dress robes. You can tell that he looks nervous, but you're not really sure, like, what what or okay, why. Um, Heb is going to, like, stop at the door, kind of, like, look back, and he's going to kind of, like, wrestle with himself for a minute, and he's going to say, Dad, you look fine. <sighs> He gives you a, a small smile and then goes back to, um, he was also reading the Daily Prophet in bed, um, cause you have like, uh, two, you have, you like have your own like single that's like big enough for you. And then he's got like a, uh, human sized, like single that he's sleeping on. Um, <clears throat> and he goes back and sits down and continues reading the Daily Prophet, just like continuing to like run his hand through his hair. Nice. And then Heb is going to look down at the foot of his bed to where Cat is sleeping. And he's going to say, are you coming? He sort of um, gets up and like stretches for an absurdly long amount of time. Oh, God. Of course. <laughs> and looks at you. Says, Ow. And then just like follow, just walks out the door in front of you. Nice. Cat is such a bastard. I love it. <laughs> All right. We cut back Off to, to Talladega, Alabama, where a very like tired and like beat up Uncle Joey is watching Dale for Cody. <laughs> and it's just he's like bruised and bloodied, and like the lights go out. He's like, oh, hell, he got the power. You just see objective survive. <laughs> I'm gonna get some water. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um. <gasps> don't drink the whiskey joke. <laughs> um. Just for preparation's sake, as uh as you do head to the continental breakfast, um. Uh, Richard and Maggie are there. Still. Oh, cool. So uh, you were already on the first yeah, floor. Yeah, still, I'm still in the robe. I insisted on it. Yes, absolutely. I, I have like pajamas. I have like clothes on under the robe. I'm not, but like, 
<laughs> I'm wearing the robe. Absolutely. Oh my! I like to imagine you're wearing the slippers too, but they're just way too fucking big for you because you're a child. Oh, yeah. So they're like slapping against the ground as you walk. Wow. Just like. <laughs> I um. While we're stopped, I have in the last week gotten so so into Animal Crossing again. Because of the yeah. update and. Um, yeah. It's Halloween today. I have so many spooky mm-hmm. costumes and outfits and things. Also, I started making Scorpion Islands, and so I'm, like, getting all those bells. Getting that bank, paying off your yeah, debts to Tom Nook. Tom. That's what I was thinking, actually. What if uh, Heb's dad was so nervous, not because of how he looked, but because he's, like, in serious debt to the short <laughs> <laughs> Heb watches in horror as Aaron is, like kneecaps are broken at the cowboy no oh my god that's awful. like what if lucy is like the wilson fisk <laughs> mr Remington, you embarrass me in front of you at the gala <laughs> please I'll enjoy my daughter eloise as she does her hippogriff dressage <laughs> so awkward when he talks. I know. So when this gets when Warner Bros runs out of ideas and they adapt this podcast into a movie, Vincent Dionfranio is like number one for Mr. Shorewell. He's like, oh yes, very nice performance, Eloise. I am not the good Samaritan, and I am not. He's like, look, I worked for what I have, okay? Anybody I am the can. ill intent that's set upon the traveler on the road that he should not have been on. <laughs> Why do you have so many Daredevil quotes just because like Because Rachel just started this. Fucking good. I know, but I've been watching Daredevil for like, I've been oh. rewatching it for the past yeah. week. I don't even know when the last time <laughs> Kellen saw it was. It doesn't matter. He's got in, the filing drawer that's oh, like stuffed full with One Direction references in your brain. He's got um, absurd movie film references, and and then Daredevil has its own cat, uh, also, filing system. Entirely. Wilson Fisk is like one of the slot. like few voices I can do that like I'm com- like I'm confident in, so I know. Oh yeah. Oh you. no, you can do it really well, Fisk. <laughs> I have a file like that in my brain, but it's just all Pokemon. (laughs) That is true. Yeah, it it really is. I remember testing that out when Kyle first told me, then just being like, okay, what about this one? You know, this one? What about that? Like, I was, like, looking up, like, very rare, like, on Google or whatever. He was like, oh, I'm pretty sure it's, like, water type. I'm like, what? Yeah, you (laughs) Um, tested me and I pulled up like this. Yeah. Yeah, truly. <laughs> um, okay, so as you walk to the um, dining area for the Continental Breakfast, you do see that Richard and Maggie Calloway are finishing up their breakfast there as well. And they say, um, Maggie remembers you um, from running into you at Diagon Alley and is yes, like, yes. Well, it's a pleasure to <laughs> yes, meet yes, you yes. for real this time. I think. Oh man, Cody's also told like, given his like ma- Maggie and his dad like the like low down on his first semester at Hogwarts. So like, cool. They, I I don't think he's mentioned any of the ghost stuff though. That's okay. 
Yeah, um, Ebos is going to, like, shuffle a little bit awkwardly. He's going to say, uh, right, yes, uh, yeah, yep, yes, nice to meet you again. (laughs) Richard, uh, stands up and walks over to you and looks up at you and holds out his hand and says, Richard Calloway, nice to meet you. This is so critical. Uh, Ebos Remington, nice to meet (laughs) Yes, he's gonna give him a give him a firm handshake, but I feel like Heb would like be nervous and squeeze a little too hard. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, give me a strength check. This is a dad oh, though. Lord. You gotta keep that in mind. Yeah. <laughs> Nat twenty. <gasps> no, that's my oh, dad. No. Nat oh, twenty. Oh god, his driving career is over. That's my boy. Nat twenty. Uh, for that's the my handshake. dad. Obliterated. <laughs> You you squeeze his hand. In your mind, you're just, like, firm. Like, your father has taught you about the importance of a firm, masculine handshake. Yes, yes. And so that was your intention. Um, and you see Richard... Um, Um, he is able to hold his own up against you for, for the most part. And like, you do that thing that sometimes weird men do where they're just like looking at each other and like slowly the grip is getting tighter and tighter (laughs) and more intense. (laughs) And then you absolutely (laughs) completely win him out. And he like winces in pain and, um, shakes his hand out and smacks you on the back and is like, good to have you with us. Uh, care for a waffle? Yeah. Uh, Heb definitely kind of, I think, understanding that he won the handshake <clears throat> is a little proud of himself. And he's going to say, uh, of course, I'd love a waffle. Thank you. So you all sit down to breakfast. Um, as you sit down to breakfast, um, Cody, why don't you give me an insight check? We're just rolling insight checks on our dads. I didn't say it was on your dad. Oh. Oh, wait, wait one second. No, wait, <laughs> I I rolled that wrong, but okay. Nah, man, that counts. Okay, so we'll go with the nat one. We're good. Oh, Rowan, I got a nat one. You got a nat yeah. one? <clears throat> oh, Cody. If I can help justify um, it. Well, yeah. So I I actually I want to know where your mind's at in this moment. Um, well, first of all, Heaven's just made my dad look like a fucking pussy. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> edit that out. <laughs> edit that out. Gotta get I'm that kidding. out of the way. No, uh, I think Cody, um, I don't know how much, uh, you, I, I, Rowan and I talked about this. Uh, I think Cody is, like, extremely determined to, like, make a good impression tonight and, like, you know, fit in well at the gala. So I think he's, like, really, like, focused on that, trying to remember, um you know, some of what him and Maggie went over in the days leading up to the gala, you know, just really in his own head. Yeah, you're really in your own head. You're nervous about tonight and how it's going to go. Um, You, with your insight check, it seems like on top of everything else, maybe it was because, um, like, the handshake with your dad wasn't good enough, or maybe, like, you... um, Maybe you said something weird to him when 
when you um went to get him, but it it seems like Hevos is for some reason that he's mad at you. Oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh. Like is making the exact face at you that Andrew's showing right now. <laughs> oh my god! Um, <laughs> Cody, with this information, so becomes deathly silent. Oh. And goes, hey, hey, Habos, I'm gonna go get some uh, more orange juice. Do you want anything? Can I get you anything? Uh, Habos is gonna kind of look at him and be like, oh, I'm alright. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think Maggie gets up and follows you, um, and is like, Cody, what's going on? It's, I'm just, (laughs) I almost said something that I remembered. He's like 11. (laughs) Uh, yeah, I'm just, uh, you know, um. I'm just kind of nervous about tonight, Maggie. Um, I'm trying to remember uh, everything. Uh, thank you again for taking me to all those cotillion classes in one day. Uh, it's just, I'm I'm really struggling to keep it all straight in my head, you know. Do you think of, do, I, oh, I, I, I got a packet. Do you think we could go over it a couple times before tonight? She smiles and she's like, oh, honey, of course. Honestly, you asking me to help train you in that? was a dream come true for me. I know that. You don't have to brag about it. I am just so, I am just so excited that, that we are going to a manor and that you could just show off your own manners. (laughs) (laughs) I raised you right. I know you're going to do just fine tonight. Hell yeah. I I give her a hug. She hugged you back. And it kind of messes with my Um, towel a little bit. So like I, fix it after the hug oh for sure <laughs> let's introduce some other guests so we're gonna cut back over to eloise the first person to arrive at exactly 4 59 p.m mm-hmm. is headmistress granger Um, accompanied by early. Her, her husband, uh, Ron. Yes! Yes! You, you would know, obviously you would know Ron Weasley. Um, you've seen him around a bit, but, uh, really he just kind of follows, uh, Headmistress Granger wherever, um, she is going. So, uh, whatever events that she attends that the shorewells also attend he is there but she's not like super acquainted with him or anything gotcha so they walk in and shake hands with your parents and say hello to you um and then head into the um the living room and uh start in on well Mr. Weasley starts in on the hors d'oeuvres um, quite quickly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Hermione sort of is just chatting with him and picks at some of his hors d'oeuvres. Um, 
the next guest guest sorry um that appears are um the hearths hestia and thomas hearth the first along with their son thomas hearth the second um a noble hufflepuff family um were all of course invited and arrive at approximately 501 um so they run you all run in the same circles and you're pretty familiar with um thomas hart the second even though he's not in your year he's a bit older than you um and you're not like best friends or anything and you haven't really seen much of him at hogwarts So, um, more and more people start filing in, um, uh, you see Professor Lovegood come in at one point. Oh, shit. Um, you notice, um, just, uh, a, a ran- as more and more people come in, you start to sort of lose track of who's there. You would have to make some perception checks to try and figure out who else might be there. Um... <coughs> And then eventually, Cody, Hebos, your families arrive. This is so funny because just like from the way you're describing it, I think you're doing a great job. It makes it seem like Cody and Heb just stick out like a sore thumb. <laughs> <laughs> like they walk in, everyone just knows that it's them. <laughs> well, let's find out. Hebos, what are you wearing tonight? Definitely some pretty old... Um, not like tattered, but definitely like they've seen better days. Uh, dress robes, mm-hmm. kind of like his dad, but you know they 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 know like what to wear. Cool. Um, do you think his hair is slicked back or anything? Oh no, no. Actually, I think Hebos probably kind of messed up his hair on purpose. Mm. Just a, a little little active rebellion and spitefulness, you know. Oh, absolutely. Oh my god. God, he's so Percy Jackson. <laughs> Fuck. Oh my god. Uh, he walks. So you walk in. Um, your father walks in with you. Uh, your father, Aaron. Um, so how about you walk in? Your father walks in with you, um, and very nervously shakes um, Lucian's hand. Um, and bows slightly toward Eloise's mother, um, Pippa, and, like, you can see him visibly, like, shaking a little bit. Um, he's, like, so nervous. Um, and he, uh, says just, like, a a short hello. Thank you so much for inviting us um really really appreciate it um and lucien looks at him and is like your son is seems to be close with our Eloise. um so we are happy to have you here oh my god and pippa smiles warmly (laughs) at both of you and you make your way also to the living room towards the hors d'oeuvres, I imagine. Oh, 100%. And that's also another sitcom moment where he's like, your son is, like, close with Eloise. If they were both there, they'd both be like, Pfft. 
<laughs> so the Callaways walk in. What time do you think it is at this point, Cody? Uh, I think Cody, the, the, just to do a quick like mind hunter, how his brain works. I think he wants to get there fashionably late, but he's so restless. His idea of late is like 505. Great. <laughs> so just like, like, Kellen. Time, he's like his, <laughs> Cody's brain is like the interstellar planet. Like time moves slower in his brain, you know? <laughs> yeah. You could just, mountains. you could just say that They're you're waves. describing yourself. That's fine. Um, so I think, um, yeah, so you walk in with Maggie and your father, Richard, um, and immediately, like, so you walk in to this beautiful Victorian-style um, manor that you've never seen anything of the likes unless you have seen Unless Cody has seen, like, Downton Abbey or something, right? It's, like, very just beautiful, huge. You see, like, the um, that the foyer the, is raised um, and that there are stairs that go up and then stairs that go down. And so you, you imagine there's multiple stories and then you can see the veranda with the gardens from where you are and the living room with the delicious smelling hors d'oeuvres coming from it. And Richard and Maggie are also looking around just awestruck. They've not seen anything like this. Maggie maybe has seen a little bit um, from her cotillion days um, <laughs> being in, uh, amongst um, ballrooms and, and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and Richard turns to Lucien and Could pulls I, out his real hands qu- I'm so sorry. Could I describe the fit yeah, real yeah. quick? Yeah. Oh, please. Yeah. What are you wearing? Um, as uh, anyone who's read anything I've ever written will know, I'm terrible at describing uh, clothing. So I'm just going to drop a picture of it <laughs> in the chat. And if you guys, uh, I'm going to do my best to. Well, yeah. For those of you listening in, you can pay an extra $5 per month on our Patreon to get the Cody fit. <laughs> no. Hey, let me, uh, I'll, I'll just uh, send a picture in the um text chat okay so cody is wearing um sort of i'm gonna start at the bottom work my way up first he's wearing like brown um dress shoes and then uh he has like sort of light navy blue pants a red turtleneck sweater and then a uh sort of I don't know what pattern that is. Uh, like a sort of a blue sort suit jacket. It's sort of um, it's kind of denim. Almost. Not quite denim, but like it looks like denim, like almost tweed. I guess not tweed. No. Yo, drip, Cody. Yo. And he's also wearing drip jack, on top of all this. Jack. On top of all this, he's wearing some a tasteful daredevil sunglasses. Uh, give me a performance. You <laughs> came to the wrong. Um, said performance. Damn it. That's only a 12. Damn. Cody's charisma is mad high, though. Yeah. Uh, 8 plus 4. That's a 12. Great. With a 12, um, uh, Lucian looks at you and... I take the sunglasses off. When I 
shakes he shakes Richard's hand and as he's shaking Richard's hand he says very um untraditional look but I suppose that is to be expected um you are all very sharply dressed tonight uh and we welcome you into our humble abode uh, there are orders in the living room if you would like to make your way towards there. And Pippa nods and smiles and um, you make your way to... If you want to do an insight check to see how genuine that was or whatever, no, you're I, welcome I, I don't, to. I don't need to roll. I don't think Cody does either. <laughs> <laughs> um, as you make your way into the living room... At this point, it is approximately six o'clock. All of the guests have arrived that are going to be here tonight. Um, and dinner is served cocktail style. Um, and you're just like meandering about. Um, and as you are all eating, uh, Lucian sort of wanders around um, explaining the sort of scheduled for tomorrow, even though you all also have itineraries, where you're like, he's he's talking about afternoon tea on the veranda overlooking the gardens, and after a tour of the gardens, of course, my sweet Eloise will be um, um, giving us a performance of, of her hippogriff dressage. Uh, we'll gather in the study for some idle chat and then have a formal dinner in the dining room. Of course, following that, there will be some Magical musical performances. Um, the children will adjourn to the hobby room to be entertained by Eloise. And then uh, the rest of us for the remainder of the evening will play dice cards, have other entertainment, and then uh, the children will be sent to bed in the guest rooms for the night. We will have our solstice ritual at approximately midnight. Um, and then... We'll wake up Sunday and recover and leave. It should be a remarkably fun and um, energy-filled, invigorating weekend for us all. Um, and he announces also, as I mentioned in the invitations that I sent, we do not condone the pranking element of Christmas in the magical world here. And then he scans the room and there's a beat of silence. And then he winks. And everybody chuckles lightly. Cody is like trying to cover um, how much his hand is shaking. <laughs> He's just... <laughs> <laughs> and... Cody um, and Hebos definitely like share like a Zack and Cody look between each oh other. Oh my god! You see sweat coming uh, down from behind the daredevil sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then he, so all everybody sort of chuckles except for like the minister and um the headmistress um who are who don't seem who seem a little bit confused and like perturbed um. And then after that, he sort of is like, all right, back to your um, chatting. I, I hope to be around to speak to each and every one of you. It's so lovely to have you all here, and I'm looking forward to this weekend. 
Um, and the the chatter commences. Um, so you have the next few hours to sort of wander about. Um, the way this will work is that you're pretty much controlling the role play and whatever you want to do. Um, keep in mind that you do have all day Saturday, so this this night will be a relatively short scene, and then we'll move on to Saturday. Um, but you can make perception checks to try and figure out who all of the guests are, if you would like. Um, you can make insight checks on any of the guests to see how they're doing, or you can just focus on yourselves and each other, um, and whatever other kids might be there, because, of course, there are families here, so there are other kids besides you. Um, yeah, uh, Hebos, I guess we'll kind of just survey the room, look around. Okay, uh, give me a perception check. Four. With a four, you you tower above most of these people. Um, Classic. And so you're, like, having trouble, like, f- like seeing faces. Um, and, and I think that maybe you're a little bit mm, nervous to be in such a, like, busy social setting. Um, so... You you don't really notice anybody in particular other than Headmistress Granger, who is a face that you recognize pretty quickly, um, as well as Professor Lovegood. Um and that's that's oh, really Professor all Professor Lovegood. Um Easy. They're both there. There 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 might be others, but you're you're really unable to to like parse out who is there because you're just kind of like in your own head. Okay, sure. Penny's um, mom. Yeah, I guess mom. sorry. Hebos is probably just hanging around the, the snack table. Um, what's uh, what's Aaron up to? Um, why don't you give me an insight check? Okay. <laughs> when you think about it, rolling insight on your dad Eight. isn't that just what therapy is? <laughs> I got a, I got a fatty eight for that one. And in real life, I'm just kidding. From from uh, Midtown. <laughs> From the sur- suburbs outside the city. <laughs> Nate. You saw him at the beginning of the, the party. Um, he stuck pretty close to you. And and then um, at, at this point, it's around 7 o'clock. Um, and you um, saw him eating. Uh, he, he was eating close to you, but you lost him. You can't really find him you're not really sure exactly where he's gone um and you you knew that he was nervous so maybe he's like in the bathroom or something but you're not you're not really sure hmm well he's gonna frown at that but kind of just keep that <laughs> he frowns at everything <laughs> it's true well sometimes it's a scowl but <laughs> yeah he's gonna he's gonna keep that in the back of his mind kind of make a note to keep an eye out for uh for dear old dad yeah, and I guess he's just gonna does does he does Hebo see Cass? Uh, thus far, no, he has not. Okay, Hebo is also gonna keep an eye out for Cass because he knows that Eloise and Cass are friends. Okay. Uh, Cody, what are you up to? Um, let's see. Three things on the itinerary for tonight for Mister Calloway. One, he would like to 
deliver a, a postcard from Alabama uh, get to Miss um, Lovegood and say like, "Hey, I I was I meant to send this to uh, Penny, but I figured it would get here quicker if I just handed it off to you." Uh, why don't you, um, give me a perception check first to make sure that you even know that she's here? Oh, oh, fuck! That's right. Kellen, Kellen knows. Kellen knows that she's here, but Cody doesn't. That's my bad. Does does Kellen know? Kellen knows. Yeah. Cody doesn't. Oh, I thought I thought you just said Professor Lovegood. I didn't realize he said Lunum. Or I'm sorry. Somebody said Professor <laughs> what Lovegood. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I got a twelve. Yeah, you absolutely see Professor Lovegood. Um, you see Headmistress Granger. You also see uh, Professor Longbottom. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I get, I get kind of cautious once I see Longbottom and Abbott. Uh, also, can I, no Abbott, yeah, no oh, Abbott. So, oh, love good sing, and love yeah. Bottom. Well, can I? Can we also? Uh, I just want to. I think Cody. I I feel like he like tried to like text Penny over break. Like, how could I send this postcard to you? And like, you know, she said, "My, I think my mom's going to thank you," or that's why he has it. Does that make sense? Does that track? Yeah, that's okay. Fine. So I'd like to deliver the postcard uh, to Luna and say, you know, explain. Uh, I, I was going to mail this to y'all, but I figured I could get it quicker if I just handed it over. Can you give this to Penny for me, please? Yeah, uh, so you walk up to her and she's actually um, in a conversation with Professor Longbottom. Um, so they're they're chatting and you walk up and say that and she looks down at you and she's like, Oh, um, uh, Penny's actually in the, um, in the hobby room. Oh. Um, if you'd like to just bring it to her yourself. Oh, yeah, I I didn't know she was, uh, yeah, thank you, uh, Cody starts to say, uh, thank you, Lou. And, like, he, like, looks to Aunt Maggie across the room and he goes, thank you, Miss Lovegood. You're welcome. And I say, hey, Neville. And I walk away. He's like, he's like, he's like, first of all, it's professor. Second of all, I'm, I'm a professor. But then if you like your balance. Um, so second thing. Uh, so while I'm over by this professed area, it's just like, as I walk away, I want to check out this Ron guy. <laughs> I wonder what will happen. Okay. Because I think Cody found out Hermione was married to someone named Ron Reasley. And in just the back of his head this, the past few months, he's like, who's Ron? Like, what's so good about Ron? <laughs> Aren't we all thinking that? <laughs> hey, you do not slander my way. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, uh, <laughs> just imagining fucking Ron Weasley like awkwardly at this party that his wife got invited to, and he just sees like this eleven-year-old dressed like fucking Matt Murdock staring him down. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Tell me, tell me how this happens. What, um, how does Cody approach Ron? I just think as I like 
walk by, I like, I give like a little like nod bow. And as as I say bye, Neville, I say like you know headmistress Granger, and like as I walk away, I kind of like try to like just get a look at Ron. Okay, uh, give me an insight check. <laughs> Good thing this is a bad skill for me. <laughs> That's a seven. <laughs> I've been rolling oh so bad. God. Um. Fuck. You are not sure. Uh, Headmistress Granger did introduce you to him as, like, her husband, uh, Mr. Weasley. Um, but you get the sense that, like, maybe they're not married? <laughs> and that you just heard her wrong? And that he's just, like, sort of there? Mm-hmm. That's All it. Right. Cody nods satisfied. <laughs> <laughs> and i have i have like i'd like to uh i guess i'd like to both like say hi to eloise and deliver the postcard to penny but if you want to cut to somebody else and come back to me why don't you go deliver the postcard to penny and then we'll cut over to eloise and oh cool and cool and you'll meet up with her eventually okay so i would like to find eloise in the hobby room uh, not eloise sorry penny in the hobby room great yeah She's in there alone. Um, there's nobody else in there. Uh, everybody, all of the other kids are um, either hanging out with each other or just staying by their parents. Um, most of them are just really with their parents at this point. They're kind of shy. They're not really sure who's there yet, trying to suss that out. Um, all right. So Rowan. Uh, um, yeah. So Penny's in the hobby room? Yep, she's by herself. Keeping in mind... So... <laughs> How did it's so weird when they're all like 10 or 11 because Cody's like because how Cody acts in this scene is going to be based on how Penny looks but they're both 11 um okay yeah so you walk in um and before she sees you you see her um because you were looking oh, for classic. her um her hair is in two braids um Dutch braids, no, not Dutch braids, but French braids that just like kind of go down either side um, of her neck, her head. Um, She's got um, like reindeer antlers on that sparkle and it's not like a, like an electrical sparkle. It's a magical sparkle. So um, it's like a lot cooler than the ones that you would get at like Target. Um, And she's wearing a, um, uh, like very patterned heavily patterned christmas socks um that are like knee high sort of socks um and then um just like regular like white loafers or whatever um and then a um uh an overall dress and underneath the overall dress there's like a uh a green sweater like Christmas green sweater, and then the overall dress is red, and it's um uh, corduroy. Gotcha. And she looks up at you and says, "Oh, Cody, uh, I was wondering if I would see you here." 
Cody like clears his throat, takes the daredevil sunglasses off. <laughs> I'm starting to lose track of when they're on and when they're off, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Um, uh, he clears his throat and like uh, holds out the postcard and um, you know, trying to keep up his whole formal thing he's got going on tonight. He says, um, <clears throat> your um, postcard, uh, Miss Lovegood. you is this from talladega yeah you know uh the racetrack is just about the only place there that sells any uh postcards but i tried to find a sort of um like generic holiday one that's so wonderful uh, uh thank you uh she looks at it what does it look like <laughs> oh fuck yeah Kellen. um i think it's i i think like uh it's one of those um like, you know those, like, real cozy, like, oil paintings of, like, a cabin in the snow? Yeah. yeah, I think it's, like, one of those. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah, she says, that's that's so sweet of you. Thank you so much. Um, how long has the break been, like, how long has school been out? Um, probably, like, a week. <laughs> <laughs> It's so it's so fitting that I've been playing Cody like he hasn't seen these people in like months. <laughs> he said, uh, "Cody says, uh, you know, you look uh, your your antlers are awesome." Oh, thank you. Um, I actually did it myself. It's um the prestidigitation. <gasps> Uh, not prestidigitation. Whatever the fuck it's called in Harry Potter. <laughs> ah, she slipped off. <laughs> I came up with it. It's equivalent. Uh, see. Yeah, it's actually called minor illusion. So. No, no, because it's prestidigitation. Because it's the fucking sparkles, bitch. I was right about that. Okay. It's um, scorchify, scorchify. She, she said sparkles and shit. She's like, I actually um, I scorchified it m myself. Uh, I, I thought it was pretty uh, pretty cool. No, yeah, it it. it you know, you look great. Um, <clears throat> well, thank you. You look very dapper yourself. <sighs> well, you know. Uh, something about um, cleaning up nice and old dog do tricks. Um, <laughs> uh, she looks very confused. POV, you accidentally made her uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Vitalis, this can't be happening. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, you know, um, do you want to go join the others, or do you want to stay in here? Oh, um, well, I, I, uh, was told that the children would probably be mostly in here, so I was just kind of waiting for them. But, ah. um, I suppose if everybody's out at the party, then I could just follow you around. Maybe we could go, like, I mean, round them up. You know, like, okay. herd them. Yeah, that that would be nice. Um, I, I think that Eloise is sort of in charge of that, and I don't want to sip on any toes or anything. Um, but I, I suppose I, I could at least just follow you around. I'll, I'll, I'll follow your lead. Oh. Uh, Cody, like, sort of strains his back, you know? Like, oh, okay. <laughs> 
Mm. <laughs> um, I said, damn, it's like that. He hears, like, in his brain, like, he hears Aunt Maggie's voice telling him to, like, offer his arm, but, like, dripping with sweat, and he doesn't. <laughs> uh. She says that she's going to follow your lead and then immediately walks out in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> Cody follows um, her. And we're going to, on that note, <laughs> we're going to, on that note, cut over to Eloise. Uh, what do you think you're up to right now? I think that I am sort of standing by the door nervously, like sort of on the outskirts, trying to make sure that things are afloat. But obviously I'm a child, so, you know, I don't want to be around all of these adults. Um... Yeah, so I think I'm, I'm standing by the door, maybe fidgeting a little nervously with my robes that I like to imagine are like a nice mm-hmm. emerald green dress robe. And uh, yeah, I I think also I'm counting heads of the children and getting ready to sort of move them into cool. the hobby room so that the adults can commence with their drinking and yeah, stuff like um, that. Why don't you give me a perception check? Okay. I exited out of that tab because I thought it would help Onley Caster stop freaking out. You are so incredibly nervous. It's the first time that you have done this since school started. And you can no longer rely on your, um, just like being a child because now that you're in school, it's like you have higher expectations placed upon you. Um,. Which is hard to believe because they were already so high. Um, so you you do still see Headmistress Granger, the 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 minister, um, who who for the life of you you just cannot remember the name of, um, and uh, yeah, I don't know if you noticed how intentional i'm being about this i am on the Um, edge of my fucking seat (laughs) um uh she's she's brought her husband as well um and you you do see professors lovegood and longbottom um as well as the hearth family um and you know that there are a few other people there that you don't really recognize but it's hard to get a head count because everybody's moving around so much so you would you would have to do some some digging your dad actually um at this point um walks up to you and it's just him um holding a glass of champagne and is like Eloise um if you could move your friends out to the veranda or into the hobby room, that would be most delightful. Um, we will be wrapping up at around nine o'clock, so it's not a big deal if you cannot get everyone there tonight or if they need to stay with their parents. But this is really just practice for you to be able to do that tomorrow. So, um, yeah, and he sips his, his champagne and... and puts uh, a hand on your head kind of condescendingly and then walks off. So Eloise is kind of torn because she knows that the easiest way to do this would be to make just an announcement uh, from the stairs, you know, mm-hmm. over the party and be like, you know, but she doesn't want to do that. Um, 
she okay i'm gonna look and see if i can see heb or cody you absolutely can see hebos okay i'm gonna walk up to heb that's me <laughs> um that's now me. joining us andrew lynn uh, the official voice actor hi. of hebos remington hey guys it's great to be here finally <laughs> um uh so she's gonna say heb hi uh i hope i are you enjoying yourself heb is gonna like stuff another order in his mouth and he's gonna say uh yes actually okay good that's so good um i need your help uh all of the school children have to be in the hobby room the uh, right now uh do you think you could help the hot the the it's the room with the rocking horse in it ah yes that one i seem to have forgotten about that particular room yes but you do know where it is right i think i say hobby room and you know which room i'm talking about like you're sure you know yes Okay, um, well, I need you to find any school children and just start hurting them that direction. Can you do that for me, please? Heb is gonna, like, open his mouth to, like, definitely say his version of, like, fuck no. But then he's gonna, like, kind of... Okay, great. Thank you so much. Um, <laughs> it, it, it means so much to me. Thank you. Uh, I'm gonna Perfect. go find Cody and tell him the same thing. I will meet you in there. <laughs> I feel like she, like, rushes off and Heb is just, like, sitting there with his mouth open. <laughs> So you rush off. Uh, give me a perception check to try and find Cody. With advantage, because he is also looking for you. <clears throat> she goes, Cody, 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 and like that, you know, that gif of Spongebob coming through the metal wall. <laughs> he just... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Cody is Spongebob! <laughs> my god, he is. So, okay, I got another four with my first roll. Well, I'm also trying to find Eloise. Can I roll two? Uh, she's rolling with advantage. Essentially, you're giving oh. her the help action. Ooh. Fifteen. Fifteen. Fantastic. <laughs> with a fifteen... Let me get back okay. in here! With a fifteen, you are absolutely able to find Cody, as well as Penelope, who is... Um, actually, you see Penelope... Or not Penelope. Well, yes, Penelope. You see Penelope first, uh, Penny, um, and Cody right behind. Um, and they seem to be looking for you slash other children as well. Penelope's like, oh, thank goodness. Hi, I was just Penny. looking for uh, you. And hi, Cody. I was I was actually looking. Miss Ann Shorewell, thank you for uh, welcoming us into your home. Yeah. Um, are you Are you Okay. <laughs> I give a, I mean, as she asked if, am I okay? I'm like giving like a thumbs up to Aunt Maggie. <laughs> um, Aunt Maggie smiles at you. Uh, and I'm like, I'm doing like a full, like, uh, like hands behind my back, like proper, like standing okay. up, <laughs> you know, you know what I'm talking about? Like an Alfred pose or whatever. <laughs> it's like when, um, the episode oh of the Spongebob learns how to be a fancy waiter. Oh my God. <laughs> It is. Holy Five shit. dining and it breathing. Is. Um, 
well, uh, okay. Uh, we'll 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 get back to that. I need your help rounding up all the children and getting them into the hobby room. Do you know which room I'm talking about? We were just there. We we were coming to do the same thing. Oh, perfect. Um, I've got Heb on the case as well. So uh, just start rounding up people, and I will meet you in there in like five minutes. As you wish, and I start the. Um, so, was that Princess Bride? Okay, you know what? Just, yes, I will meet you in the hobby room in five minutes. Thank you so much. And then Eloise goes off and starts looking for kids. Great. Um, I'm not even going to make you roll because I would be making all of you roll with advantage. And um, I'm just going to say that this does happen. Because you're all, what if you're I all love working together. fucking rolling dice. Listen, I'm making you roll lots of dice today, okay? Okay. Um,. I don't think Heb knows where the hobby room is, though. That I will I will make Hebos roll for. Um, <laughs> There's like, Hebos and four or five other kids are just in one of the bathrooms. Oh my god, that's just... so funny. Hebos, um, yeah, roll me, uh, give me investigation. Oh no. Intelligence? <laughs> 13? Damn it. Okay. It would have been so funny. Yeah, no, no, the DC was Guess 10. Don't better tell. intelligence than I thought you had. <laughs> the DC was 10, so 13 is good. Um, yeah, you're able to get, um, you you grab some kid you you don't really recognize. Um, Physically grab some Yeah. Kid. Oh, yeah, have definitely. Throws him over like, the shoulder. He's like, hey, hobby room now. Follow <laughs> me. <laughs> A few minutes later, um, you're all gathered in, at this point, it's probably like 7.45, <laughs> close to 8 o'clock, so it's like the final hour or so of the night um the, the adults are getting a little bit more rowdy so they want the kids a little bit further yeah. away um uh, before Ron, they what's start the fucking... oh, sorry sorry rachel nice so what'd, all of you she are in the hobby room um and here's sort of uh what you see so you're in this lovely little playroom basically essentially is um there's uh, Eloise's toys are all in neat little boxes from when she was a child. She might not play with them anymore. Maybe she didn't ever really play with them, but she certainly got many toys for many Christmases. Um, I leave that up to you, Eloise, whether or not you actually played. Um, uh, there's also now um, a lot of uh, Hogwarts books, like school books that all of you have, because um, this is, I would assume, where you probably do your homework if you're not doing it in your room. Um, and the other children there, um, you see, of course, Thomas Hearth II, who, um, is a fifth year Slytherin student. Um, he's one of the, uh, prefects. Um, and so he is on his best behavior. He's all dressed up, uh, to the nines in his lovely, um, black dress robes. Um, and... There are two, there are two kids that you recognize, actually, if you remember way back to, like, episode two, um, when you, maybe it was episode two, maybe three, I don't remember, um, where you noticed the Ravenclaw girl heading over to the Gryffindor table at breakfast, um, and they, they, uh, the, 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 Gryffindor boy looked like scared. Hebos Hebos thought that um he was like scared of him. Um 
they've not really come up at all. They've they've sort of um, not been around much, uh, or at least not that you've seen. But they are they are both there, um, as well as one other boy, um, who seems to be around your age as well. Um, and uh, Hebos, why don't you give me a history check? You and me got a whole lot of history. Boom, boom, boom. Seven. Uh, with a seven, you don't, you don't really recognize. There's like something familiar about him, but you can't quite put your finger on it. Um, and you don't even hmm. feel that way until he starts speaking. And then once he starts speaking, it's like that voice. Like, where have I heard that voice? You're just not sure. Um. And Ooh, can I uh legilimens a little you bit? You absolutely may try, yes. Give me a wisdom check. No disadvantage, but no advantage yet. Because How about from downtown you have started 21! 21! Yo! With this wisdom check, you reach out your mind and on the very surface level, because that's you're not able to completely cast detect thoughts yet. You're not at that point with um, your studies with Professor Lupin. Um, so uh, you're, but just like on the surface level, just like a, the general buzz, you hear once more just like um, uh, something that you've heard once before, um, oh. and it, it fades in quietly. Just. Uh, and when I wake up, I recognize you looking at me for the pay cut. Bahamas, I be looking at you <laughs> face down. And you remember, it triggers that memory yeah. of um, when you heard this before in the dining hall, in the great hall, when you reached out. Um, so you you don't know him. Um, Interesting. But you That was so long ago and he's still thinking about the same song. Hey, it's a good song, okay? Um uh, so you you knew that it was coming from the Gryffindor side, but that's that's all. So that's all that you really know about him is that he likes the song a lot. Okay, interesting. <laughs> Have like cast out like his like legitimate he's like he hears it and he's like Yo, <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> okay, um, um Hebos isn't gonna like go over and talk to him or anything, but he is gonna like kinda make it a, a note in his mind to have some form of interaction with this kid before the weekend's over. Cool. This is absolutely like middle school dance vibes now at this point. Except there oh, it's like 100%. middle school dance vibes when there's no music playing. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Speaking of which, um is there like an ox chord? Uh, Eloise? I think there is a Bluetooth speaker that Eloise will use sometimes to put on music, and she's not paying attention to it, and she forgot to put it up because she didn't think anybody would mess with it because most of them are wizards or come from wizarding families that don't really care about electronics. Mm -hmm. So there is a Bluetooth speaker out <laughs> Unfortunately for Eloise, Cody does exist. <laughs> 
Uh, I'm just going to, let's see, drop that in the, I, I've been waiting all session to send that, so I'm going to drop that in the text chat. Oh, yeah. Cody Calloway party mix. Oh, yeah. Wow. Um. Uh, I, I text that, I text that to Eloise, and, like, I just, like, okay. sort of, like, look around, like, hmm, who's, you know, what's Eloise, are you going? Well, I'll let you connect. Okay, Eloise, as you um. Oh, should I explain? I sent uh the Cody Callaway party mix. I'm gonna put in the description. Oh yeah, um, uh, so you receive this party mix that Cody has put together. Um, are you going to plug it in? Uh no, <laughs> I am not going to plug it in. Okay. Uh, but I'm also not going to respond to the text. Okay. I think I'm gonna see it. And just shake my head and turn my phone off and turn and like keep having the conversation which with whichever child I was like playing host with at that point. Um, Probably so just no response at that point. to it. Unless you want yeah, to introduce yourself no to any of the strangers, that's up to you. I do. I recognize the Gryffindor boy. No. Okay. Is there... I mean, you have some classes with him, but you don't, like, know him from, like, your your circles, really. Well, but do I remember that he's the one that looked freaked out at that table? Oh, that Gryffindor boy. That this is a different one. Um, you, yeah. you also don't know the Gryffindor boy. Um, also, also has some classes with you. Um, you, you... Give me a history check. You don't. You don't remember... This kid. Hey, you 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 know right. that this is somebody that you have classes with. You don't remember that particular incident. Uh, Rowan, hmm. for the sake of the scene, could there be a pool table or a billiards table? That, first of all, it's billiards. You fucking billiards. dumbass. Um, I, <laughs> I'm, okay. I'm totally kidding. Um, just, second, oh. of all, second of all, uh, that's up to Eloise. Um, could... Can you make do with foosball? <laughs> no, yeah. Um, where's the Ravenclaw girl? Uh, with the the Gryffindor boy, they're together. Not for long. Uh, <laughs> bro, what the fuck? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Cody's on that mo- that motherfucker mindset. That's <laughs> Cody's on demon time. Jesus, <laughs> Cody, um. Uh, Cody, I think, uh, what is gonna go over, he's gonna, here's the move he does. Okay, so first he comes over and he says, uh, excuse me, I don't know if we've met. My name's, uh, Cody Calloway. Would you care to indulge me in a game of foosball? To the boy? To both of them. To both of them. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. Actually, you know what? Just her. Really? <laughs> well played cody well played she looks at you and says oh aren't you the other kid from america that's here (laughs) (laughs) you said what um foosball with you but it's it's such a shame that they don't oh have God. pool here <laughs> i'm sorry it's it a i just realized the accent you're doing 
<laughs> well, 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 a fellow Yankee, it seems. Uh, <laughs> um, Cody um, Love Interest Acquired. <laughs> this is such a curveball, Rowan. God, bravo. This completely broke my brain. Um, yeah, I'm the... Uh, it is a shame, you know, I was looking, I, I was kind of hoping for a pool table, but, uh, you know, I don't mind foosball. And, like, as, like, I go over, here's what I do. I, like, take my suit jacket off, like, fold it, drape it over my arm, and then place it gently on a nearby couch. So you sound like you're from the South, is that right? Uh, yeah, I'm from uh, Talladega, Alabama, and you sound like you're from the North? Sort of, yeah. Um, I'm from Utah originally. She's a Mormon. <laughs> but I, um, I've been living. I, I live here now. Um, I actually live in Hogsmeade with my foster brother. Oh um, well. But yeah, I'm originally from Utah. Uh, I'm sorry. I don't know if I call it your name. Uh, who are you? Oh, uh, sorry. My name is Temp Templa Templa Chapman. Templa, T-E-M-P-L-A, chat. Uh, what do they both look... I know we've... I think we got a physical description of both of them when in episode two or three, whenever they were first brought up, but I forgot. So, like... Uh, yeah, so Templa looks... Um, she is pretty short. Um, probably the shortest one there. Oh, no, uh, Cody's got her beat. Mm, she might be same okay, height as Cody. Okay. Um, she's quite short. Um, she um, is very small, very petite, um, like like very very skinny, um, with thin mousy brown hair and um, very wide eyes. And she smiles. She seems to like smile a lot. Uh. And is the, um, okay, so I'll, I'll ask in character, is, um, is this your foster brother? I'm, like, asking, referring to the Gryffindor boy that followed? Yeah, um, he's in Gryffindor, but, yeah, we're foster siblings. This is, um, uh, Arturo. Arturo, do you want to come introduce yourself? And, uh, the boy steps forward. He, um, he is dark-skinned with short black hair um and dark sallow eyes um he looks um a, a bit pale but is 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 dark skinned um and he steps forward and he says my name is arturo Alamea. um i am uh, originally from spain but i live here with templa and, and hogsmeade now um is it okay if i uh, if I if I watch the you know what wall? um is Penny doing anything? That was such a good accent. She's chatting with mm -hmm. Eloise. Is Hebos doing anything? Uh, Hebos is definitely Hebos? like standing in a corner. I motion. Just watching. I say, oh, Mister he Remington, come on over. Heb kind of like he Heb gives Cody one of those looks that's like, damn it, man, fuck. <laughs> and he'll he'll like l lumber he'll amble his way on over and he'll just be like 
what? <laughs> have you ever played who? Uh, have you, Hambos, have you ever played foosball before? <laughs> yeah, uh, Hebel Shrug, it'll say uh, once or twice. Ah, well, it's like riding a bike. Heb definitely does not know how to ride a bike. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. I'm like, come on, Angie. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. I tried, I go, uh, Hebos, this is a Templar, a fellow American. And um, this is Arturo. He yes, uh, Arturo. Hebos will nod, and I'll say, uh, "My name's Hebos. It's a pleasure, I suppose." Well, hiya. It's uh, it's nice to meet you finally. For, uh, I guess officially. Arturo just nods. Um. Yeah, Kellen, this social roleplay is gonna fall on you because Hebos does not want to talk. Okay, I don't need. You know what? I just need a second player. It's all good. <laughs> I think like as this is starting to happen, I do want to mention that um, the last uh, boy, the other Gryffindor boy, uh, walks up to Eloise and Penny and says, um, "Uh, shit, hold on." Do you have, uh, any, mm, music that we could play, um? Um. Yeah, I, I'm so, so And Eloise is freaking out because she did not prepare anything, and it was definitely something. You just hear a very distant, Did somebody say music? Have us and Cody break out in a surprise musical number. Do you ever <laughs> feel like I, oh my God. I really um, can't I, stay? So, so Eloise is going to say, well, she's freaking out because she knows that her parents told her to play in music and she completely forgot on top of the list of things that she was supposed to be doing to do it. So she's like, um, I, uh, she pulls out her phone and she sees that she has a playlist and she doesn't know what's on it, but you know, Cody sent it to her, so why not? She's like, uh, yeah, but let me get that set up real quick, um, and then I'd love to talk to you more. So she goes ah to her. Get you got the. I'm sorry. Are you? Is that Italian? I'm just gonna say, I rolled. There's 31 songs on this playlist, so I rolled a D31, and the one that starts playing on the shuffle is Bye 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 by InSync. Yeah. Amazing. My name is, uh, Giuseppe. Giuseppe! <laughs> uh, so, uh, are you, Anna, are you here abroad, or, um, do you live in Britain? Uh, hold on. Ah, figurati, I, I am, I used to be from Italy, but now I live, um, here in, in, in the UK. Nice. Nice. This dude's Voldemort. Sorry. I'm just putting it out there. 
Yeah, just say that like just because he's Ritter. Italian. I will. Um, I I hope to go back. I, I hope to go back Sorry. to Italy over in the summers. But uh, how are you? We shall see what happens. Here? Um, I I do enjoy it here. It's not the same as uh the mm, how you say. It is very a cold. Ah uh, yes yes. Um. Sorry, I would I would help you out, but I I didn't study Italian. My parents had me study French, so um, it's been pretty useless so far. But you know, uh, oh, no, yeah, the back. weather here is, <laughs> yeah, they're your neighbors or were were your neighbors? I guess you you don't live in Italy anymore. Um, and she like doesn't have anything to say, so she's just kind of like standing there awkwardly because she's run out of conversation topics. That's fine because he's like, the music is playing now, and so he's just kind of like, like vi- straight up vibing, um, just like dancing, dancing vibing. by Hell himself yeah. to the music with no no cares. It's party mix, baby. Hell yeah! Uh, can mm-hmm. Heb do something? Yeah. Um. So yeah, <laughs> the song starts playing, and Heb is gonna like you know scowl, shocker, um, and I kind of want him to like grumble like loud enough so that Arturo can hear. That's kind of just, I guess it's not metagamey, but he's just going to be like, not really my type of music. Damn! <laughs> yeah, you know, I guess uh, whoever made this playlist can't account for everyone's music taste. You know, it happens. <laughs> hey, Andrew as a player loves that song. <laughs> I know. Cody's very um. insecure about it, though. <laughs> <laughs> Arturo is like, I've uh, never heard of this music before. I I was not allowed to listen much to music uh, back home, so I have mostly listened to classical. I Heb is gonna kind of Heb is like trying to to put himself out there a little bit more, so he's gonna like kind of. Give him a little half smile, and he's gonna say, "Well, maybe once we get back to school, I can show you some songs or something." Oh, uh, okay. He just wants to make a friend. Yes, <laughs> friend. He's like very, very shy. He looks up at you, like, like kind of scared looking, and um, and is like, "Yeah, um, I would." Really appreciate the help. Heb tries for a, a friendly grin, but <laughs> I'm not sure how successful he is. Give me a performance check. Okay. Or charisma. Just flat, flat charisma. Can I, like, make flat a charisma. distraction? Because I know Hebos is about to smile, so I, like, want to draw, draw. Oh, no, it's a nine. <laughs> the crippling minus you, two. If you want to give him the help action, you can. Okay, so roll with advantage. Oh, the minus two charisma is just debilitating. Thirteen. <laughs> Okay, with a 13, he sort of gets what you're trying to <laughs> do with your mouth. What what you're tra- He's picking up what you're putting down. It's it's a little off-putting, but he's like he's like uh oh yeah, I I I would like to be able to hang out with someone that isn't my sister. Um she's nice, but but you know, I um have had uh, I've had a little bit of trouble making friends here little bit um shy not very good in social situations eva's gonna say 
Well, and you're in good company. Great. Um, so we're gonna sort of fade out on this night. Um, fade to black. As you uh, wrap up, and the parents sort of. Um, I think uh, Maggie is uh, is absolutely sobered. Uh, Richard is stumbling <laughs> a little bit. Um, and Aaron, a fucking like Aaron is uh, just pissed drunk. <laughs> uh, um, Aaron is loaded. He, but he he knows how to pretend that he's not. Um, Love it. So he's like stumbling a little bit. You can tell that he's absolutely blasted. Um, nobody else really can. Hebos um, definitely like helps him get into bed, get some glass of water. Yeah. So you you all walk home for the night, and then um, the next day you um, you wake up quite a bit later, probably, um, and get ready. You have breakfast, all of that, and then. You make it to afternoon tea on the veranda of the Shorewell Estate. It is three o'clock, and the ge- all of the guests from last night are still there. Not still there, but are back there. Like, there's nobody new, there's nobody missing. <clears throat> that you can tell. The day two fit. The day two fit. Everybody give me okay. the, the rundown. Kellen's taking the charge oh, Yeah, Eloise never gave me the rundown yes. of her day one fit. That's fine. Give me the... Everybody give oh, me the day two. Oh, she was wearing two. the emerald green robes. She was wearing the emerald uh, oh, dress robes. Oh, phenomenal. So, afternoon tea on the veranda overlooking the gardens. Um, What's the fit? Eloise is wearing her dressage fit. She's yes. already in her jockey outfit. Um, so she's she doesn't have the cap on mm-hmm. yet the goofy ass cap but she does have the pants the shirt the boots and her hair is braided dutch braids not french um double braids uh that other side right um cody four words for the day two fit and they are brad pitt oceans 11 he is wearing <laughs> cody is wearing <laughs> Like bright white dress pants, a bright white suit jacket with like a red bun up shirt underneath with like a sort of white floral print on it. And then, <laughs> where is he getting these clothes? <laughs> no idea. Uh, Cody Hebos is definitely rocking like some slacks, some old slacks, <laughs> maybe like a like a pretty old, like definitely out of style. Um, like heavy, like like dressy coat. The there's um a, the local tailor in Talladega is a family friend of the Callaways, and this is the off season in between homecoming and prom, you know, and there's like not a whole lot of weddings going on. So that Cody is borrowing all these outfits. That is why he's sweating so much because he knows that like he doesn't own the clothes he's wearing, and if anything happens to them, oh god and he's wearing a white suit and by family friend he's doing maggie a favor he owes yeah. maggie a favor oh yeah a favor watch it she's happily married <laughs> she is I just didn't never come that. up it's just never come up <laughs> rowan and i fleshed this all out the other day <laughs> cody's uncle joey sorry okay Oh, oh. Yeah, yes. Uncle Joey, he's watching. <laughs> yes, gotcha, gotcha. Cool. Okay. Um, so we get through afternoon tea, everybody chats a bit, and then 
Um, you get a formal tour of the gardens. I sent you all a picture of what I believe the gardens look like, which is basically the same as Monet, Claude Monet's gardens. Um, uh, but like a little, on a, like a smaller scale. But it's the same, just like, it feels almost fluorescent. Like the amount of vitality and um, just beauty that these colors can have. Uh, or that these flowers can have, especially during winter, right? Like, they're not all, like, in-season flowers and foliage, um, but because of this sort of, like, weather barrier um, surrounding the estate, it's, like, always a comfortable temperature. It's never too rainy. It's not, like, it's just, it's lovely, always. Um, so you get a tour of these grounds, um, and... The tour leads all of you out to the field um, where hippogriff dressage is practiced and the hippogriffs are um, taken for flights. Um, where Eloise is waiting, um, Beatrice uh, was helping you put your helmet on and get you all ready and she looks at you as um, the rest of the, the tour group like comes up. She looks at, she looks at you, Eloise, and is like, I just uh, wanted you to know that I'm I'm really proud of you. You're doing a lot. You are you are doing a lot um, this weekend, and I know it's a little bit different now that you're at Hogwarts. Um, but you're still a child, and and I just want you to remember that as much as you can, and have fun out there. All right. Eloise uh, is going to close her eyes and take a steadying breath, like, uh, and then open them and say, genuinely, thank you, Bia. I think you're the only person this weekend who has looked at me as something more than just someone to tell them what happens. <laughs> so I appreciate that. She's going to snap her helmet straight. That's so sad. She smiles and puts her hand on your shoulder and is like, by the way, where is the bathroom? And laughs and walks away. <laughs> Based. Oh, Based. the, uh... <laughs> I like to imagine she's kind of a MILF, too. So, with that, <laughs> Eloise is going to... MILFs only in this campaign. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Eloise is going to mount Truffles. Great. After giving him a sugar cube. Great. Um, give me, uh, first of all, give me an animal handling check. While this is going on, uh, Cody gives a polite but firm hoot and holler for Eloise as she gets ready to do whatever. He doesn't know what dressage is. He thinks she, he, he's expecting something a lot more exciting than what's probably about to happen. Um, yeah, I, uh, all of you are now sort of seated at like the, the wooden, like or no, the, the log benches um, that line the um, field. Um, so that you can watch the performance. And Lucine is like, my daughter has been pursuing hippogriff dressage for quite some time now. Since she was quite a little girl, she has been riding hippogriff and we got her into competitive sport at about, uh, I believe it was six or seven years old. So yes, she's been doing it for a bit and she is going to perform for you now. Um, her uh, championship winning dressage number. So please welcome to the field, Eloise and Shora. 
And he sits down and now you're going to roll me performance with advantage. Because you passed the DC 10 animal handling check. Yay! Okay. From downtown. <laughs> it's gonna take like at least another minute to load. <laughs> From down. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, the first roll I got was a uh, four. Um, so this <laughs> that one was from uptown, unfortunately. But now this one's gonna be from downtown. This one is a ninety-seven. What? <laughs> uh, this one. I'm waiting for it to finish loading. Yeah. This one is a 16. Great. With a 16, you're able to give quite a stellar performance. Um, it's maybe not like the best performance of your life, but it is really good. And especially for all of these people who, one, have never seen you do hippogriff dressage before, and two, those who have never seen hippogriff dressage at all. Um, why don't you describe to me what it looks like? Yeah, so I think for anybody who is familiar with dressage, I say as someone who is not, uh, I apologize for any inconsistencies that I may bring to this. Uh, but I imagine the way typical dressage is where it's focusing more on footwork and stuff like that. It has those same elements, but at the same time, it also has aerial elements as well. Not super high flying like Prisoner of Azkaban, but you know, uh, Truffles will get up on his hind legs, lift his front legs up and like beat his wings and stuff like that and sort of extend and retract and do circles and then, you know, um, sort of hover, like flight hover in the same spot and stuff like that. So it's not particularly exciting to watch. It's not like watching a steeplechase race, but it is very technically impressive if you know what to look for. For sure. Great. Which, like, Cody and Heb don't. Yeah, yeah. Oh, not at all. Yeah. Hebos it's is like... actually... <laughs> That's so mean. Hebos is, like, Say trying it. not to, like... Just <laughs> trying not to laugh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Uh, polite um, applause. Once you are off beatrice helps you out of your um your like straps the the like pads and helmet and things and mm -hmm. it's like you were absolutely marvelous out there love um i i i did catch lucian uh smiling as well so i believe that he was quite proud and of course your mother was just in tears just absolutely loving it so um, I think that you you should expect a a lovely reception um, when you when you enter back into the estate. We see Lucian has an ice pack on his cheek because smiling hurts so much. <laughs> sure. oh. So you, um, thank you, Bia. Yeah, it it felt really good. So thank you. Of course, dear. She, um, pats you on the shoulder again. Um. And then you 
enter the estate. Um, everybody is now gathering in the study for idle chat as dinner is being prepared in the formal dining room. Um, and, uh, you walk in, you get changed, I assume, for dinner. And then, uh, so what's the, what's the dinner fit? Dinner fit, uh, dinner fit, dinner fit, dinner fit. She's in another set of dress robes, slightly different than the ones before, but still very traditional. Uh, but these ones are a deep burgundy. Right. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, so you walk in and Lucian stands up uh, along with Pippa and they walk over to you and um, each put a hand on a shoulder, one of your shoulders. And Lucian says, my wonderful daughter, everyone. Wasn't that just a marvelous performance? Um, and leads everybody in a round of polite applause. Um, and Fuck this guy, dude. Pippa kisses you on the cheek um, and Lucian leans down to you and he's like, that was quite lovely, Elise. Thank you, Father. I, I tried. For our guests, of course. Of course. Uh, and then they walk off. Um, eventually, dinner is announced, and you are all escorted into the formal um, dining room. Which, again, if you've seen Downton Abbey, it's very much like it's like a very large room. With, like, a long table that kind of um, makes the room look even bigger. Because there's, like, still so much space and no other furniture. There's, like, like a, um, uh, what's the fucking word called? Like the, <laughs> like, china sort of cabinet or whatever. Where the wine would be, um... Mm-hmm. Uh, de- decanted the and the, where the cutlery mm-hmm. is and the the, na- the tea set and all of that stuff would be prepared so um beatrice is yeah. um making sure all of that is is getting done um uh there's uh actually everybody give me an arcana check not you eloise you already know this okay arcana you really want me to use an intelligence That's skill great. Fourteen, maybe. Oh, I also did want to say that's um, a ten. That Heb wanted to talk to Eloise about like her performance. Yeah, so uh, there's gonna absolutely be some role playing time in the during dinner. Excellent. Yep. Excellent. 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 Of course. Oh, is that like right now? No, uh, Cody. Uh, what did you roll on your Arcana? Oh, okay. <laughs> a 10 oh, i rolled a 10 um, so hebos you actually um you would know that um it's not just beatrice running around you don't know who beatrice is you like you don't know anything about this but you see like that there's a woman running around doing everything and at first you're like why like is she the only one here and then you realize like oh no like this is something that i've heard of before is like unseen servants which um are like invisible um beings that that serve um and and just like are doing all the housework and things eloise you already know this to be true that beatrice is in charge of them and is the one that is sort of um delegating the tasks and things um cody you sense that there's like something magical going on because you're like like what the hell like is beatrice really doing everything and then you're like no that can't be right it's got to be magical um but you're not (laughs) you're not sure exactly what do I think they're ghosts? You truly are not sure with a 10. It could go either way. 
A spooky okay. ghost. He pulls out his notebook and like writes it's, takes a <laughs> note. Um great. So it's dinner. I can't wait. Um it's you know, like however many courses is a lot of courses, I don't know. Um and you <laughs> ate a lot, eight course meal. Um the the plates seem to like float towards you sometimes. Um sometimes Beatrice is carrying them. Um, and you are all sitting at dinner. Where do you think everybody is sitting? I feel like at least Cody and Heber next to each other, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I feel like the children probably have their own side of the table. Oh, that's true. <laughs> or not yeah. side, their own half. Yeah. Like the adults yeah. are all on one end and then the children are on the other. So Elise is at the foot. She would be at yeah. the head of the children's section yeah. down on that side. Cody and Heber on either side. I... Let's go. Talk yeah. for royal council. Uh, and then, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, if I could, uh, and I think I wanted to try. So, Pen, uh, Eloise on Cody's right, and then Penny on his left, maybe? And then across from him, the uh, mm. Templin Arturo. Could that work? Okay. And also, uh, while we're here, I think. Like, uh, all of this, like, stuff, like, all of this, like, pomp and circumstance and, like, this manner, everything in it is so beyond what Cody has ever experienced. It's beyond what I think any of the other Callaways have experienced. Uh, Can he, like, do some sort of, like, from afar, like, try to check and see how Richard and Maggie are doing? Yeah, give me that insight check. Oh, yeah. Actually, Hebos wants to get a little read on his dad go too. for it yeah god damn it i got a six from downtown four a six and a four <laughs> yeah i got a four fatty four yeah. lobbing up a four quick four um do we want to compare and compare intelligence scores <sighs> do we uh hebos your dad you see your dad um, talking to Professor Lovegood, um, and it it seems like they're hitting it off in in a way that makes you feel like really <coughs> weird. <laughs> uh, Cody, that's my boy. <laughs> um, Let's go, Aaron. Securing yeah, the bag. Keep an eye on that. But oh, it does yeah. kind of make him feel a little odd. But he's, like, also, like, weirdly happy for his um, dad. Cody, with a six, uh, um, you, you, so, your Aunt Maggie and your dad, Richard, are, um, over by that area as well. Um, uh, so they're but they're chatting with Professor Longbottom, both of them are. And um you see uh Richard keeps like making eyes over at uh between like uh Aaron Remington and, and Professor Lovegood, like just sort of back and forth. And and you're like, hmm, wonder what that is. Jesus fucking Christ. And that's what you get with your <laughs> terrible, terrible insight checks. Aaron! Um, <laughs> this has got this game! Is, this is the most I've ever been punished for a bad roll in D&D. <laughs> it's just... 
Aaron is absolutely spitting. That's what you think, yeah. That's, My dude yeah, doesn't miss. Thinks, yeah, for sure. That's what he thinks. That is... That's what he thinks. That's what, yeah. That's what he thinks. He, what and he then thinks. he, like, right. and he kind of, like, looks over, like, uh, without, like, trying to get her attention. He looks over at Penny next to him and, like, in the back of his mind thinks... Is she gonna be my sister? Oh my god! That... Um, <laughs> and then shakes it off. Shakes it why off. Why don't um, um, Eloise? You give me. You can choose um, perception, insight, or arcana. Actually, all of you. All well, of you can choose one of those and roll. Either perception, wait, arcana, or insight. That's a 16. I got an 18. All right, come on, Hebos, don't let me down. Okay. 13. So, Hebos, you rolled okay. insight, Double correct? Um, you rolled Arcana. I rolled Arcana. Eloise, what did you roll? I rolled Perception. Okay. Um, Eloise, we'll start with... Yeah, that's, that's so funny that we all rolled a different thing. Um, so, <laughs> actually, Hebos, we're going to start with you. Hebos, um... Let's go. With a 13 insight <laughs> you notice and i think that this is coming from a place of like you really understand like social discomfort and so whenever there's a vibe to pick up like you pick it up um and you are too, actually. <laughs> you, you are picking up that social discomfort vibe from uh, Professor Longbottom right now. He seems really nervous and uncomfortable where he is. Um, Fuck that guy. Uh, Interesting. And then what did you get, uh, uh, Cody? 16 Arcana? I got a 16. And Eloise, you got an 18? Perception? Yep. Okay, so Arcana. Um, Cody, you get a vibe hold on uh... i'm so fucking scared <laughs> caught a vibe baby are you ready for the vibe <laughs> you meet me at our you, spot <laughs> you catch a vibe of like insanely powerful magic it's like um like you can feel it coming off of her in waves um you you don't really recognize her um eloise i'm assuming at some point probably pointed out that she was the minister of magic which you know is this like important government position and you're like, like oh yeah. my gosh like her and her husband is all, that same sort of powers coming from him um and they're sitting over uh at like the in the the places of honor it's like um to the right of lucian and then to the left so Ooh, lucian okay. is at the head and then it's to the right um is those two and then to the left is his wife followed by headmistress granger and her husband ron um rowan is it gonna fuck your shit if i ask you to physically describe what the minister looks like i mean i it's going to give everything away to you as a player, but it means nothing to Cody. Um, That's she, true. she looks, uh, um, the minister, um, who you get this like vibe from 
uh, has long, bright red hair. Kind of looks like uh, Mr. Weasley. <laughs> okay, that's all I need to know. That's all very, I need to know. Uh, okay. <laughs> very pale green like, eyes. Yes. Um, uh, and very like uh, uh, lean, like muscular. Did someone say green eyes? Somebody yes. say muscular? <laughs> yeah, almost like she has a career of athleticism. Maybe like a sort of a... <laughs> okay, that's all. That's all I need to know. Okay. Um, Eloise. With your 18 perception. Yeah. You know I'm on that shit. No, I'll be honest. You notice a few things. Uh, the first thing that you notice is that um, the minister and headmistress Granger are chatting like nobody's business. Like you have never seen headmistress Granger as animated as she is right now. Um, her husband, the minister's husband. Um, is, um, looks very tired, um, but is, but is sort of casually chatting with Mr. Weasley, um, and they, they seem like old chums, um, and, um, so that's the first thing you notice. Um, the second thing you notice is, um, uh, Aaron... Remington, Hebos' father. Whenever dad. he speaks to Luna, Professor Lovegood, um, they both look incredibly awkward and uncomfortable. Huh. Oh no. <laughs> um, and the last thing that you notice is that um, Neville Fuck the kids, man. This episode should have been about the adults. What's Neville, going on over here? <laughs> Professor uh, so Longbottom keeps looking between Professor Lovegood and um, and Aaron Remington with this look of like it's like like a deep sadness and a little bit of pity. Oh God. Oh, what? Oh, and, and, and some guilt as well. So just like a lot of like negative sort of emotions. Um, and I honestly so you are like get her so so you so you're like really what is going in on, on the adults table. You're like, I want to know what's going on. I I am like so sick of having to deal with all of these wizard. Um. All, all these, all these children wizards. Like I just want, I just want to know what's up. Um, and so you, you uh-huh. catch some vibes. Um, and that's that. That is what mm-hmm. you all three notice. Um, I just want to say shit. it is so funny, Rowan. This is such a galaxy brain move on your part because we behind the scenes we've been like, oh, we want to do like relationship drama and stuff, but we don't want to do that till like the kids are like in year five or whatever. So you're like, oh, I'll just have their parents do. It. <laughs> we no, all this is great. We, um, in addition to our characters, we gave you two or three other OCs to play with. You know, <laughs> I feel like 
the three of us definitely like would share a. Well, I was like, I was gonna fuck. say, um, Eloise, upon seeing this, is gonna sort of glance over and see that Cody and Heb have also picked up on it, and she's gonna address the children and be like, "Uh, you'll have to pardon, uh, me. I have to go check something, uh, in the kitchen with Beatrice, uh." Cody and Hebos, if I could just have your assistance with that. I'll be back momentarily. Uh, continue <laughs> to enjoy your food. Uh, thank you so much. And she's going to get up and head to Give the Give me kitchen. a deception and check. And we, ta- we, yes. we flake her like... Deception. <gasps> okay. Um... We're just we we just like walk behind her a little bit like bodyguards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what I was about to say. We're like... <laughs> Like the king's guard, the queen's guard. Yeah, I got a sixteen. I've been rolling really well today. Great. Um, Lucian looks at you and is like, "Um, yes, of course, all right, dear. Um, just hurry back up." Mm-hmm. Uh, of course. Father. You can see he's like kind of red faced and is like, "I don't, I don't really give a fuck." Right. <laughs> <laughs> Man, fuck this guy. Okay, well, I'm going to go into the kitchen, and I expect Heb and Cody to follow me. Yes. We will We will definitely follow. <clears throat> or at least okay. Um, Cody, do you follow? Uh, yes, of course. You know. You don't even have to ask. I'm, like, pulling, <laughs> you your, I'm pulling your seat out for you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're all in the kitchen. Um, I think you all noticed this as well, but something strange is happening with professor love good professor longbottom the vibes are so weird the vibes are so weird um (laughs) that that would be my oh okay um i'm sorry well i guess i'm not sorry because it's just heloise come on no 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 offense taken it i'm not quite sure what he's up to to be honest i think something is afoot though because when all of the stuff was happening with my phone it was also professor lovegood and professor longbottom and i don't know if this is just me but i just get a bad vibe from professor longbottom specifically so anything that he's involved with kind of puts me on edge but i think something's going on um uh yes cody takes I note of all this got this yeah, I was gonna say uh, I kind of got the sense that Professor Longbottom really does not want to be here right now. Huh. Yeah, I'm getting that vibe from him too. Yeah, but when I looked at him, he he was looking at your dad, like with with pity and and guilt, like he knows him from somewhere, like they all know each other. You reckon I should talk to Dad about it? Did what? Uh, well, um, uh, I don't know. Uh, do you, are, do you have a comfortable relationship with your father? Do you think you could do that without him talking to Professor Lovegood and Professor Longbottom? Because I think the last thing we want is for them to know that we're snooping again. Well, I'll wait till we're back in the hotel, but I think I could get something out of him if I play it up do i want to know what that means as you are having this conversation 
act sadder. <laughs> As you're having this conversation and trying to sort of suss out what the heck is going on with these weird adults. Rowan, could I please have just a little bit? I'm so sorry. I just have a little goof. While Hebos and Eloise are having that conversation, it just like zooms in on Cody as everything tunes out and he goes in his brain. He's going, Hebos doesn't have a mom. I don't have a mom either. What could that mean? <laughs> like, I, I actually, I came to that exact same realization earlier in the session and I just didn't say anything about it, but I was going to bring it up at the end. What Continue. Um, <laughs> what Cody like looks at Hebos and like tries to see any resemblance. He's like, so no, funny. no, impossible. Cody <laughs> <laughs> takes a note. Um, <laughs> impossible. It couldn't be. Uh, Vitalis. As so, as you're having this conversation, trying to figure out what the heck is going on with these adults and their drama, um, potential drama, you all of a sudden hear a loud crash from the dining room. <gasps> oh no i run out we definitely <laughs> missed something fuck i run out of the dining room as well we all we b- kick the door down the sight that you see cody runs out on all fours <laughs> i have already have my wand out the sight that you see is a troubling sight one that no 11 year old should be exposed to You see Professor Lovegood on the ground, seizing with some sort of magically (gasps) induced mm, fit. She continues seizing for a moment and then suddenly stops, closes her eyes. She's still breathing, but they don't open. And then you see Maggie standing over her holding her phone confused saying i just i was just trying to show her something on and she just fell and i i don't know oh god maggie you gotta get that out of uh i i take maggie's phone and i put it on airplane mode (laughs) you put it on airplane mode that's so funny Uh, pippa who um has a, a little bit of knowledge about healing um comes over and tries to uh do work some magic on her um and is blasted back just five ten feet or so um onto her butt um by this surge of this like gray sparkling like um i i have this set of dice that is uh sparkly and gray and black and have spades in them it's like that kind of like energy um okay that seems unfamiliar to all of you um just blasts her back um as she tries to cast some sort of healing spell on luna um and luna does not wake up and that is where we are going to end our session. Fuck. Oh, shit. Damn. That's crazy. What the fuck? <laughs> Christmas is canceled. Christmas is canceled.
This has been episode 8 of Roleplay, the Shorewell Christmas Gala, part of year 1 in the Spark of Adama, an all-new original adventure set in the wizarding world of Harry Potter. Roleplay is DM'd by me, Rowan O'Connor, and features Andrew Lenn as Hebos Remington, Rachel Johnson as Eloise Ann Shorewell, and Kellen Cremines as Cody Calloway. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to follow our social media account at RoleplayPod on Instagram to get updates and other bits about the show. Also, if you enjoyed this episode, please leave a positive review or tell someone else about the show. It's not much, but it goes a long way in helping us grow in this early stage of the show's development. Thanks again for listening. Our next episode will be released on February 25th. Until then, remember, trans rights are human rights, and J.K. Rowling can eat my shorts. Take care, and we'll see y'all soon.